This episode of the Designated Drinker Show is brought to you by Knob Creek Bourbon. Over 25 years ago, master distiller Booker Knoll set out to create a whiskey that adhered to the original, time-tested way of just doing things. He named it Knob Creek. Every batch is aged in maximum charred barrels to pull every bit of natural sweetness from the oak. Then it's bottled at an uncommonly balanced 100 proof. Knob Creek is whiskey the way it's supposed to be, full flavored. They make every drop count so that you can make every minute count. To explore the Knob Creek lineup, visit knobcreek.com. That's knobcreek.com. Have you felt it? There's been a change, a reframing of the conversation, and a shift in the narrative. The dialogue now is about lifting each other up instead of putting ourselves down. It's about taking the reins and staking claims. And it's all about realizing our potential here and now. There's a saying about an idea whose time has come and the era when we were relegated to being powers behind the thrones is long since past. The thrones are ours for the taking. No industry is outside our imagination or beyond our reach. No more glass ceilings, no more deferred equality and no more small-minded preconceptions determining our realities. The inequalities are more exposed every day, and the opportunities in front of us are boundless. United we stand, divided we fall in line. Confidence and cooperation are queen, and it's damn good to be the queens. Welcome to a very special episode of the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am Louise Salvas, and gracing us with her presence is none other than our very own Duchess of Deliciousness, <laughs> Gina. <laughs> um, this is when I bring the cake out in an apron, and I say, here you go, ma'am. I don't know. I don't know. This I don't is, know. That's a, that's a Duchess, new one. How do you keep coming up with these? I love it. I'm usually, um, after trying some of your recipes late at night, all alone. <laughs> in, a, in a dark corner. Exactly. Perfect. I like that. As long as it's a little seedy, I'm into it, Louise. Yeah, well, a girl's got to do what she's got to do. Um, so the listeners need to understand that I am truly surrounded by royalty today. And uh, I'm going a bit tired of this damn curtsying thing. <laughs> but uh, so with no further ado, I hope I don't butcher her name. Um, I'm going to introduce our um, next designated drinker, Her Majesty. Rachel Sergi. 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 Why can't I get it right? <laughs> but you know what I do have right? That it's the founder. She's the founder and mastermind behind Cocktail Queen. That is true. That is true. That is true. Yes. And at least that <laughs> I got that part right. So, um, Rachel, you have a really interesting story on your journey of becoming uh, to get to where you are today and, and create a really great program. I can't wait for everyone to hear. I, I applaud you for it. But I really love them to hear about how you got to where you are today. It's a really interesting journey. Sure. Started uh, approximately 21 years ago in San Francisco with a love of cocktails and making cocktails um, for friends, friends of my boyfriend who was a chef at the time and his bartender friends, etc., honing my craft, uh, moving to D.C., um, after that, and uh, just jumping behind the bar um, on a whim. On a whim. <laughs> on a whim. Um, actually filling in for a friend of mine, she said, um, I want to go on vacation, and I don't have any coverage, and we are 
we're low on people. So if we come every day for this week when you get off of work and I will teach you how to bartend and then in you week. can fill, yeah. And then you can fill in for me so I can go on vacation to Mexico. Well, you know, that's... And I said, sure, why not? Yeah. It's, and she needed help. 21 later, 21 years later, here I am. Um, and the first two drinks I made were the White Russian and the Long Island iced tea. Wow. And yeah. And a reorder on the uh, Long Island iced tea. It was pretty damn good. Because he go. was pretty drunk from what I understand. Yeah. Every every bit of liquor on the rail went in there. So yeah, <laughs> and he ordered another one and said it was the best one he ever had. So there we go. <laughs> well, you know, there's that. Yeah. And Rachel, gorgeous. Sorry, that didn't help. You know, I'm sure that didn't hurt the situation. Uh, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. I like to wear high boots back behind the bar then. That was crazy. Wow. <laughs> 21 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Feet didn't hurt then. No. 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 <laughs> or when they did, you ignored them anyway. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So then you ended up coming back to D.C., yeah. right? Yeah. Because you... This yeah, is... I was in San Francisco, yeah, and I came back to D.C., and I started um, working in... in uh, Restaurants, and then I moved over to the Kimpton Hotel, which was the first foray into um, into DC, which was a topaz. And we had a craft cocktail program there, which was, I think, the first one in DC that was Great. of any renown. Um, and I had to have approval by Del DeGroff basically for the menu. And that's a high, um, high bar. Yeah, the, the, well, that's what they asked. We had to have training by him, and then he had to, you know, have a look see of the menu. And he taught me how to flame an orange the first time, you know, and all that other stuff. You tried it at home, but you never really got it right. You had to do, had to cut it his way. It had to be the proper oranges, and they had to be in circles and all this other jazz and with proper, you know, the quarter rounds, right? Quarter yeah. rounds Perfect. and dispersing the oil yeah. properly. So, you know, it was pretty exciting. It was very frightening um, for me to, you know, jump into this realm that was sort of uncharted territory. But, uh, but you know, grabbing the bull by the horns and doing what you do, that's what we do, right? Yeah. Right, ladies? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of, I just want to let everyone know where we are today. We are at Union Market. Um, this is exactly where Gina has set up her own shop. That's right. We are located um, here at Buffalo Bergen. It's pretty amazing. Yep. Bagel bar, first of its kind. Speaking of first of its kind. Yeah, bagel cocktail bar, it's pretty... Uh, pretty badass. Pretty adventurous and pretty badass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what makes it more special, honestly, is that um, Rachel is my mentor. That's great. She's the first person that put me behind a bar, um, tortured me. I did, I did. <laughs> she gave me a bell. Not kidding. A I, bell. I didn't give her a bell. I brought a bell. You know, like a bell. Ding, ding. You know, yes. like those metal bells that are really annoying. You yes. Know, that if you had a... And you actually gave one to Gina. I, well, no, I no, brought no. it in as a guest. Yeah, tell her tell what happened. Tell her what happened. So I had... Uh, I, I was getting... <laughs> Back in the day when you were bartending, you didn't have, like, all these little fancy classes that you took. You got, like, the real the hard knocks bartending, right? Yep. So you would be set up at, at a service bar, mm-hmm. and then basically you get your ass handed to you. Mm-hmm. And then you have a manager screaming at you, you're too slow and this sucks. And that's how you got better at it, right? Oh, absolutely. Right? So there, you know, you know, maybe HR wasn't so important back in the day, right? <laughs> uh, you know, was there HR? And, um, and, and being, I didn't even work there. <laughs> and, being a girl, and being a girl was, you know, even a little bit tougher, right? Oh, yeah. So you would think that your friend that you met that works at a bar across the street would be a little bit nicer to you. Well, she was actually the hardest on me. Because she saw something in me that I thought she had moxie. She had, she yeah, had absolutely everything behind the bar. She had the swagger. She had all that stuff. She just didn't have all of the refinement as yet. And I didn't either, but I, I know I had more than she. You know. Yeah. So I brought in a damn bell to, to speed her up. Oh my god! Oh, so then you she would ding the bell when you were going too slow. So she would. So it was a, it was a cocktail bar that I worked in, and it was on Penang at the time, and it was on 19th and M. So it was like. Literally downtown, right? So massive volume, massive so volume. Like I would do like 
easily six, seven hundred cocktails a night. Like, Good lord! And it was crazy. And like, and her and a, and a friend of ours would sit there at the bar, and they would decide whether or not they were a couple of martinis in. And if I was going fast enough to their their liking, and they would start dinging the bell, let's go, let's go, let's go. Well, I got super fast at it. Um, so fast, in fact, that I started doing um, speed competitions <laughs> because they were because they like literally honed me in. But when they didn't like my cocktails, they threw them out. Oh. So I would have like. That's 10, a good way to learn, though. I'd have, like, 10 cocktails up, ready to serve it, ready to pick them up, and they would taste them like socks, hot, too long, blah, 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 trash. Too diluted, yeah, because I would, I would say, make me three, let's just say it was a lemon martini or something that was popular at the time. Um, make me three lemon martinis, three different tins, you know. Um, I want them all to taste the same and taste them like that one doesn't taste the same as this. What did you do? You can't, you know, if you want to be proficient at free pouring, you've got to make sure that this is right. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I'm like, okay, do over. <laughs> <laughs> and they're yeah. still friends today. Exactly. <laughs> and I, and I, and I don't think people even know that like in what year was that? So like that's 2000 Two. and like two, right? Guess what, folks? You couldn't just go to the neighborhood store and get a jigger. Nope. You had to send away for jiggers in London. Oh, and then, really? And then your jigger came via some little box, and it looked like somebody stepped on it. And then that's how you actually practiced. Because back in the day, free pours were the, the rage. Yeah. And then everyone was like, oh, my God, your cocktails are inconsistent. Because you're not a fucking magician. Like, maybe they're going to be kind of the same, but only way you could do it is measuring, right? Yeah. So my first set of jiggers come. I start making drinks and all of the guys from down the street, this, uh, an older steakhouse that's down the street from where I worked told me that I was cheating them because, uh, it, I wasn't putting enough liquor yes. in there. Oh, because drinks. you had a proper in there, pour. Yeah. Yeah, a proper pour. pour. I still get that sometimes from, you know, it's usually older gentlemen that go, Oh, you get, you need to measure out my, Hey honey, you need to measure out my booze. I'm like, I'm actually giving you a half an ounce more, sir. Yeah. It looks like you need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the the rose blossoms, yeah. on your, the gym blossoms on your nose are a dead giveaway. Right? Yeah. But uh, and then and then here I am. I'm now I'm now with you, right? Yeah. So we're here on the show, We've gone full circle, and I'm your mistress. And now we have my mentor, and it's just amazing. She does amazing things. She never stopped. No, I just keep going. Yeah. That's when the dust starts to settle. So yeah, you gotta exactly. keep going. Exactly. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about um, Cocktail Queen. Tell us, um, I, I, I know, um, because after speaking to you a little bit, explain to everyone, I think this is an amazing event. Sure. Um, it is an all-female cocktail competition um, in D.C., and it's going to be going uh, nationwide, Knockwood, uh, soon. And it is a... Competition not of speed. There is a, another competition out there that is for women of speed, which is absolutely spectacular. Um, but this is not uh, that. This is more of acumen. Um, and you're judged by your peers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gina uh, has been a judge in the past. We're trying to get her to be MC this year. We'll see if she shows up on time. Um, <laughs> I'll no, be she'll, on she'll, be, she'll be absolutely fantastic as an MC. Um, as long as I can drop the F-bomb. Oh, absolutely. I feel like yeah. it. <laughs> so, so what it is, it is a competition of eight uh, women, and they are competing basically against themselves in front of three judges. We're, we bring in an esteemed uh, national judge, somebody who is renowned in the cocktail world uh, nationally. We're trying to bring in our Alicia Rochelle um, this year, who is absolutely fantastic. Uh, she's based in New York. Hopefully she'll be moving to D.C. soon. We'll see. Wow. Um, but we have eight, eight women. They're basically going against each other. Um, 
they have three things that they have to do. They do a spin on a, an original cocktail, then they have a, a creative cocktail of their own, mm-hmm. and then they have something called a curveball where we bring in an ingredient and they have to make a, a drink on the fly with that. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, last year we did Midori, oh. um, which was they made some really great drinks out of Midori. And I mean, some I, didn't. It, well, yeah, well, there might have been one or two that were, you know, well, that that's what they have critique for. Yeah. And they get to keep all of their score sheets so they can ask the judges, you know, how would I improve myself? How do I do this better, yeah. et cetera? That's great. So in, instead of just being like, hey, you know, you this suck, sucks. you're out of here. Yeah. The, you know, they, they can have a mail to them if they don't want to take them then. So they can you know, actually ask the judges for a critique. And it, it is to build up, not to break, not, not to beat break. down. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and we, um, you know, we do it at Bourbon and Adams Morgan. And all of our uh, our DJ and our space is donated by the owner, James Woods, who is spectacular. That's great. Um, and we uh, ask a $20 donation at the door and 100% of the door goes to House of Ruth. That's great. Yeah, helping uh, victims of domestic violence. Yes. So, yes, that's great. Yeah. And then there's a dance party afterwards. Oh, that's oh, nice. Yeah. That's so, real. Yeah, that, it's real. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a babysitter that night. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's serious. real. Yeah. So there, you know, there is a cocktail queen. She gets a crown. She gets a sash. She gets a really amazing. And uh, a dance floor. Uh, and a dance floor. Yeah. Nice. She's a dancing queen at that point. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, last year. I may or may not wear a tool. I don't know. Yeah. Last year, um, we had amazing gifts, and one of them was to actually go to a distillery. Mm-hmm. And meet female of the distiller. So the top three went with uh, our local. And that person. sponsor was that, um, that sponsor was Maker's Mark. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. It was absolutely spectacular, amazing. And they went with Kelly Paul. Yeah. And you know her her donations really really made uh, made the gift bag. Yeah. Over the top. Yeah. You know, untouchable. Well, so, it's really it. cool yeah. that that it, again it's that full circle yeah. where you're um, building women up. Absolutely. And, and and it does it. it Competition can be really um, a great thing, especially when it is in a space that is holistic. And then it's about that um, uh, competition that, that makes you work really hard, dig deep, but then applaud you, even if you fall down. Right. That you feel like this is a place I may stumble, but at least I'm going to learn along that, uh, even though I stumble, which I applaud that. That's really great. What's really nice to see also is the majority, unless they have somewhere else to go, which usually somebody doesn't on a Sunday night if they're in this industry, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, you, you probably work brunch. Um, but they usually stay and, and talk to each other. If they haven't met each other, you know, it's it's camaraderie. It's about building each other up, like, I, if I can't say it enough. And they stay and have and dance it out, you know? That's great. Talk to each other and, you know, get feedback. It's, That's it's, great. It's fun. That builds, like, a really great community and a yeah. resource and, a, and networking that allows you to grow. Absolutely. That's great. That's great. Especially in a male-dominant space. That's, that is correct. Great. And so just so the listeners know, mm-hmm. if you want to know anything more about the House of Ruth and what they do um, and any information about the event, if you're going to actually be here in D.C., you can just um, head over to designateddrinker.show. It's designateddrinker.show. And uh, we'll make sure you have the links to all of that information. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Let's get down to what we're here for. <laughs> Is it booze? I'm going to make you a cocktail. There we go. Oh, my God. Okay. Why do I feel like I'm in Karate Kid right you now? <laughs> because maybe I should be in Cocktail Queen and not be in Oh, my God. Are you going to call this wax on, wax off? I am going to. No, I'm going to call this the final countdown. Okay, there you go. Anyway, um, let's talk about this. So I have a really beautiful product that I love. Um, we're gonna use Knob Creek rye, and it's an overproofed um, rye, and it is wonderful, and I love it. And I did something that my um, 
mentor taught me a little bit about, and it's using steeping tea into overproof product in order for it to um, actually mimic a cooking process just based on the heat of the alcohol. So first I'll give the approval. So this is a mint tea that's been steeped into the um, not creek rye. Ooh, that does smell great. Okay, and now we're gonna add this to um, a little bit of Campari and vermouth and blood orange. So it's um, two and a half, it's, oh, it's two and a half ounces of the rye, one ounce of Campari, and then one and a half ounces of vermouth. So it's a little bit off of a, maybe like, you know, you wanna talk about like a rye Negroni, a Boulevardier, whatever. And then we actually added uh, half an ounce of blood orange. Now I'm obsessed with blood orange. The blood orange that we're using in here is actually a fermented syrup, so it's done with a cuvee yeast. So it's actually bubbly and it's not very sweet. So it's asking, it's actually adding an acid to it. So now we're gonna take that. And forgive me if you missed anything, I promise I will uh, make sure you have the recipe. Absolutely. My, my voice is a little shot. I have toddlers at home. <laughs> um, and maybe, and maybe they're a little bit naughtier than most kids, but they are my kids, so I will love them no matter what. Uh, so we're going to give this a stir for 30 rotations. And everything is nice and cold because I chilled uh, coupe glasses as it was served up. Hopefully you can hear the little twirling. Is there a reason why you choose a coupe glass for this, Gina? Well, my bitch over here, right? <laughs> if I don't put it in a proper glass, she'll throw it out. So, yeah. I guess oh. what makes it the proper glass? Well, it's a cocktail. Any up glass would actually work, but like this is a cocktail glass, and we really love the coupe. Beautiful it's from um, you know Marie Antoinette's boobies. We're talking about <laughs> which is true. Our yeah, coupe yeah. glasses from that, modeled after the perfect tit, if you will. And then um, Rachel won't yell at me, which is kind of nice, right? Yeah. So we're gonna take a blood orange peel now. I know that you guys can't see this, but it's actually in the shape of something that should be familiar to you, or it's just yeah. a nice V. So we'll just put it that way. And I do love it. And we're actually going to give you well, two penis. parts. But we're not putting this in. So I'm giving this, um, I'm just giving the oils. I'm expressing the oils over the top. So you're basically squeezing the rind. Yep. And then... yep just, so I'm, I'm so expressing or atomizing the oils over the top from the um, peel. And then it's actually going to be um, discarded and not dropped in because I don't want it to be bitter. any more bitter than it already is. Okay, so when you use a peel and a drink, it creates more bitterness. If you want just the oils, you put the oils on top and you discard. The and the nice surface area of the coupe makes it and, um, fantastic. This is what's really funny. So I, I didn't know I was really going to call this cocktail, but on the tea bag that I used to steep in there, it says in there, um, swim in every ocean. And Buddha said that, so I'm oh, into it. Awesome. Yeah. So let's call it swim in every ocean. Ladies, cheers. 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 cheers to Cocktail Queen and cocktail whoever queen. she may be this year. Absolutely. Ooh, and our cocktail queen last year is one of the judges. That is Capri Robinson. I'm so proud of her. She's a, yeah, she's a, she's a young buck coming up. Speaking of nice, this drink is delicious. Thank you. You're right. I like that bitterness. It's lovely. Oh, that's think? delicious. Yeah. Not yes, expert. You're not in trouble whatsoever. Nice right. to get yeah. No dinging. To totally balanced. Do you throw it out? No, I'm gonna drink it. That's <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Um, I still have a little bit of fear, I gotta be honest. It's well, always, it's terrifying what you mean when I'm here. So when I'm getting a little bit on that back end, a little caramel-like finish, am I wrong No, nope, you're not. So that is um, definitely the rye coming through. Is that what that is? Yes. Yeah. beautiful. So you can have like tannins in a drink that are from um, like tea and not adding wine. But, you know, different ways to make things astringent or different flavors. So that is, uh, you know, 
that's what I try to achieve without like dumping a bunch of ingredients and things. Nice, nice. So tell me why you um, like, because I know Knob Creek makes many different. Why would you go rye? Why would someone choose rye? You know, what was the method behind the madness of that choice? So I do love Knob Creek. Um, you know, I, I love Knob. I love my makers. You know, I'm totally into it. I like the sweetness of it. Um, Knob Creek rye has a beautiful like undertone of. Um, I don't want to say like you know actual like uh, you know caraway or that flavor, but there's a caramelization that happens with these kind of seeds or grains in the process when they're milling them and everything. That like this is really shines through, especially when you're doing a bitter drink. So like I personally think that you know um, Knob Creek it, rye rye is my I do I love it. Has a little bit of sweetness that goes really great without adding sugar to something like this. Like I said, what we used is fermented blood orange peels. Yeah. So again, some of the cuvee and yeast that you make champagne with, so that little like dance that you have on your tongue is coming from that um, particular syrup. Like, not syrup, I shouldn't keep calling it that. Elixir. Sorry. Ooh, I, I like that elixir. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> elixir. Well, well, you know, if we drink a little elixir. More, <laughs> well, I, can't, I couldn't get her last name right. <laughs> to save elixir. Sergi. <laughs> I don't know why you're such a mental fuck on that. Ugh. Well, you know when you get screened up by one person, you're like for literally over like 18 years. Yeah, you probably you like really remember their name. I think the fact if I have if I well maybe that's why I have Gina's last name. It's like embedded. See? Yeah, and her name <laughs> is like four times you, right? more difficult than your last name. <laughs> oh, it sure. So is. before we wrap up the episode, I want to again go back to that. This is um, the event is Cocktail Queen. It's Sunday, April 8th, right? Sunday, April 8th, 8 p.m. until uh, the bar closes because there will be a dance party event. And that's at Bourbon and Adams Morgan, 2321 18th Street in the heart of Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Great. And then all the money goes to the House of Brewers. Absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful. So on that note, I'm going to do what we all hate that I do. And that is I'm going to make last call. Ah. I know. So what that means is you don't have to go home. Whatever your last name may be. (laughs) Get the hell out of here. (laughs) I love it.